Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the second episode of, well, what's going to be soon, hopefully, your favorite Eurovision analysis podcast with me, Panos, Matt, and Yanis. Okay, talk about things then. Take it away. Hey guys, so Luxembourg next. Hmm. So, I mean, a very happy... time since 1993. Yeah, 19... yeah 1993. So, very happy return. Welcome back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> very happy return. And everything was aligning, you know, they, they have so much budget, they put in so much effort. Obviously, the EBU will help them as much as they can. And then came the the allocation draw. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think they're one of the most unlucky ones. I mean, they didn't get Belgium. They didn't get uh, Netherlands. They France. didn't get France. They didn't get Israel because she's, you know, Israeli. And they didn't even get is- Italy with whom they share a songwriter. We'll discuss this later. Um, the Italian Dardast, who also had his finger on Soldi by Mahmoud, is also mm. involved in the Italian entry this year. So, yeah, not a very good draw, but nevertheless, I mean, you know. Yeah, I was actually impressed by their national final. So the level was not the level of the songs, but uh, the production level was really high. So I think it was a very, very good effort and a very strong effort for for a national final. And I think that if they continue the same way, they will get it there. Uh, now on the song, it's not a bad song, actually. I think... Before the draw, I was like, okay, this is a definite qualifier. They do have the second uh, half draw, so I'm guessing that EBU will try to give them a nice slot, maybe yeah. pimp slot or maybe yeah. last uh, penultimate or something like that. Uh, so I think now they are they do need to get lucky with the rest of the countries appearing in the second half. So if the rest of their entries are, let's say, not strong enough, they might have a chance. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. As you what say, the song, the song is, um, no, it's not, it, mm-hmm. it's not great, but it's not bad. You know, it's in the context of, it's the kind of song that for me, in the to- context of the semifinal, it's, you know, strong enough, as you said, decent enough. I mean, if it wasn't for this bad allocation draw, it could, you know, qualify on its own strength. Uh, it's agreeable enough. Yeah. But then it's, the, again, the yeah. kind of song whose strength then fades in the final. You know, it's the kind of song that in the final will, you know, be uh, right-hand side, probably. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, part of me thinks it could outrun it, outrun its odds a little bit, but only, only because of favour from the EBU. I think it's going to get the pimp slot in the semi-final. Um, which will get it to the final. And I think because it's agreeable and because it's what people would expect from Luxembourg, um, I just think it's going to get a lot of jury respect, maybe more than it deserves. Mm. Um, so it's not going to offend anybody. And it's going to do... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 clearly mid-table and it should, should be right-hand side. But I just wonder where the EBU will place it to give it a little bit of a leg up. Yeah, yeah I think if, if, if somehow it makes it to the final, I think that's something... 15th or 14th 
feels yeah. about right, maybe about top right, 10 yeah. with juries. That, mm. Yeah, that would be possible. But now that I'm taking who's on the second half, we already have Finland. So I think that they should be asking for to be as far as possible away from Finland. Or on the other hand, be exactly next to them. So after, and actually having Finland maybe penultimate and then the contrast. Uh, Luxembourg having the pimp slot just to see the yeah. the difference between the two and from uh, chaos and madness we go to something that's more agreeable mm -hmm. so that would maybe work for them as well but we also we're waiting for Iceland as well so that's going to be very tricky and interesting we we need to see what Iceland is sending as well because if it's going to be what we are thinking it's going to be then Luxembourg is in serious trouble in my opinion really what for not, to not qualify Well, I mean, uh, it, it, it's the stronger semi-final, you know, and literally all of their friends are out. Mm. So, I, I mean, it should, it should make it on some strength, but we have to take into consideration that given how the semi-final is shaping up, it could be more borderline that they would hope for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do agree that, with yeah, the... With six, the seven. I think Matt said this. Uh, I do agree that once in the final... It, it is the kind of song that sometimes juries, uh, you know, overrate. I could see it being in the like lower top 10 of juries, especially given the storyline yeah. of the return and given that they will reunite with all of the, those friends that they are missing in the semifinal. So, so I could definitely see juries having them low top 10 and, you know, a, a, a televote of not top 10, which could end up in, uh, you know, uh, actually left-hand side, but not top 10. Yeah, I... I agree on 100% with that. Read about that. That sounds fair. Okay, so Norway next, then I think maybe Yanis, you should start this off because I know you probably like this one a bit more than us. Yeah, I might be a bit biased, so you do have a biased alert here. So uh -huh. yeah, for the, for the moment, it's my favorite for the season. I do find it, it is an experiment for Norway because, and kudos to them, because they have decided to leave that uh, pure televoting magnet approach. And they are trying something different. Uh, Norwegian language is going to be heard for the first time, I think, since 1997, which is great. 1996, uh, I think, yeah, something like that. Uh, I, do, I do think that it is the entry that could score well, both with uh, televote and juries. Uh, it was, there was a concern about the Jewish, but I think that... Uh, the, the staging, I think they need to make a few minor changes maybe with the lighting and everything. And I think with all the madness that will be in uh, the final, gonna, there's going to be an entry that uh, it might not be, let's say, the jury magnet, but could also get those four, five, six points from here and there and can easily finish top five with them. 
And then, of course, we have the Televote that, okay, it's not going to be chats or something like that, but they can get a decent uh, score there as well. So I could see them top five, but I'm more, let's say, confident for a top 10 result. So I think that fourth, fifth might be their ceiling, but for the moment, I think they are almost a certain top 10 uh, entry. What do you think, guys? Um, I'll dive in because I know I'm sort of maybe in the middle between you two guys. I... I enjoy it. I think it creates a really good moment. And those three minutes of energy, it's really propulsive, as in like it starts and it takes you on a journey um, and it doesn't really let go. So I, I find it quite beguiling. Um, I think it does need improving to the improvements to the staging. I think it is a bit dark. We need better yeah. connection with her. Um, my question, Mark, I think that, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to tick lots of televote boxes. I think it's going to be a, a breath of fresh air in the final. Um, I wouldn't be so sure on the juries personally because the song doesn't really go anywhere. It just, it starts, it takes you, it takes you a long bit. There's no real development of the song and I wish there was more development and there were more moments. But um, yeah, no, I'm reasonably positive. I'm probably leaning lower top 10 at the moment, but Panos. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I, uh, um, I'm a bit lower than you guys. I mean, this this song, I don't dislike it. I, I semi like it, let's say. But I think this song basically uh, benefited from kind of the surprise factor because, you know, it, it, the staging upgraded it a lot from uh, what was a very tame studio version song, you know. And then because the national final for MGP levels was weak, uh, I think it also made it appear stronger than what it is. It was very strong, okay, in the context of MGP. But in the context of Eurovision, I'm not so so sure how strong it is. Uh, yes, it's visually arresting and, and and all those things, but in terms of the song, yeah, it's exactly what Matt said. It's um, there's not enough there, and it doesn't evolve enough. And though it isn't true, it can very easily be dismissed by many uh, as a woman screaming for three minutes without enough melody. Though, though I don't really think mm -hmm. that's what it is. I think it can come off like that. And, and I think it's stronger in the context of a weak MGP and a semi-final than an actual final. And, you know, juries at the national final, okay, it shouldn't be taken, you know, for uh, as the gospel. Uh, but, you know, being beaten by Kano, not the best indication. And also, again, in terms of the context of the national final, juries really loved Alex Alessandra last year in the context of the national final, com you know, compared to her competition. But then she was like 16th or 17th in the final of Eurovision when every everybody came together and there were more jury-friendly songs. So the, the way this stands, like, I would actually say I wouldn't be shocked if it scrapes into the top 10, but that depends on what everybody else brings to the table. But I feel that it's more like 14th or 15th. That, that, that's my sense. Um, I think that it's one of those packages whose position will become clearer once the uh, the competition becomes clearer. It's not so standalone, if you know if you know what I mean. Uh, and also, we, you know, we keep mentioning the public vote, but yeah, I mean, in an average year, this would have, you know, it, it, its fans, but we're talking about a year uh, with 100% televoting semifinals and the Carilla effect from last year, like literally everybody, almost everybody is selecting 
public vote magnets. So again, I'm questioning the statement previously made that this can like, you know, get a really strong PV. I could actually imagine a scenario where this only gets votes from a handful of countries and that's like the Scandis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. My thinking is that they are in semifinals too. They're in the second half, so they might get a boost from there. So I wouldn't, uh, for the moment, I think they are top three, top four there. We don't know many songs uh, still, but I think they should be in the top four, maybe top three, top four. So they can get a decent, let's say, draw for the final. And then that could, actually, it's what you said before, that the uh, the, same, the context of the uh, contest will uh, decide for the fate of uh, Norway. So if they get a decent score in the semifinal, then they can get a boost. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it well, and they can get I mean, a decent result. But yeah. yeah, for the moment, we need to. I think I think what Norway yeah. does well, Norway taps yeah. into that idea of the national psyche. So it taps into the idea of what people maybe have a, a view of Norway. You know, the whole pagan thing, the Game of Thrones. So I, I actually think that's a real positive for the Televo. We've seen that before. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think it's underestimated. Yeah, yeah, we we did see it before, but most of the times it was in English. I think wasn't it. So at least there was some connection about what the song is about. Oh, and now that I mentioned language, I, I want to say everybody keeps forgetting the 2006 Norwegian um, entry, Alve Dansen. That's the last Norwegian one, I think. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah and I it's not the first time that somebody about forgot, forgot about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I get what you're Maybe saying. Maybe because but, it yeah. wasn't that great. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, in, in terms of the semi-final, I mean, again, it depends. Firstly, it's not like m many times, only a couple, the, the two top songs from the semi-final are given good slo slots, not like the top four. You know, it depends on, 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 on many things and how close they are to each other. But also, yeah, any talk of this being fourth in the semi-final now is very theoretical. I mean, we could, because we don't have enough songs, you know, we could be in a scenario where all of... Greece, Armenia, you know, Israel, uh, Belgium, Netherlands, yeah. that's like five. All of them could beat Norway on the public vote, depending on what they select. So even in the semifinal, I can understand why this feels the kind of thing that it finishes relatively high in the semifinal before dropping, but it's just public vote semifinal. So we, we have to wait to see what comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Spain, what do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for me, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it, I mean, it, it, it was a weaker Benidorm than, than the other two years. And for me, this is the kind of song that works better as a Spotify and radio hit rather than a festival song. Um, and especially given with, given the strength of, even the rest of the direct qualifiers that that's coming through. I mean, I'm, I really can't see how this is votable enough to ascend even higher than 20th. 
Yeah, well, if you want my opinion, it's uh, it's going to be lucky not to be last. I don't, I just don't see any artistic yeah. value whatsoever. It's going to be presented in a cheap way. I see that the um, Spanish prime ministers had to come out and defend it because <laughs> of its uh, some of its lyrical content. I mean, the whole thing is just amateurish. Benidorm was a terrible, terrible national final. Yeah, uh, they chose a terrible song. So I, I'm, I can't see any positives here at all. But I know, I know, um, Yanis is more confident. <laughs> yeah. I am a little bit. Uh, uh, when we first heard the songs back in December, and we only had the audio, yeah, the studio version, I kind of liked it. So it was among the three or four songs that I thought that they might might win Benidorm actually. So when I saw, okay, this first semi-final in Benidorm was horrendous. So when this one came out, it was like. It is what it is, but it was uh, basically it was the only one that actually stood out. I thought that it's going to be fourth or fifth in the final. So when they actually won, I thought that, okay, this is really, really, really crazy. Uh, and the funny thing is that uh, the juries uh, actually are behind this one. So uh, after the Benidorm... Uh, uh, contest, so they had some uh, publicity here and there. So they, I might think that they're gonna try a different approach and uh, talk about the message behind the song. And this one might get them maybe enough to avoid bottom three, bottom five, or even better for this one. I think that, that it's gonna be. 100%, let's say, it depends on what their momentum will be during the Eurovision Song Contest. So if there is there, there's enough talk about the message of the song, they might do enough just to avoid uh, bottom five. Uh, yeah, uh, the song is not really particularly strong. And if you think about what's coming from the semifinals, yeah, for the moment it's bottom three, but I I am confident that it might be higher than that. Yeah, I mean exactly. When when you put it like that, of course, I mean I could see it being a bit higher. I mean, it, it, I'm not you know 100 that it will come last or whatever. I could see it in terms of bottom three being bottom five or even I guess scraping into 19th. I mean, you know those areas there also many times are not separated by by many points, but now creating the buzz to go higher than that, especially given that, you know, it, it, it will be a massacre for the public vote in the, in the, in the final, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. This is, this is a Spotify song from a weak national final sung not well by, mm -hmm. you know, by an older woman. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not really ticking many boxes. Exactly. Maybe there are some demoscopics. Sorry, mate, go on. Sorry, yeah, maybe there are some uh, demographics there that uh, they might find the meaning to vote in Eurovision when they haven't never done it or whatever. I think that this one would be really pushed if Loredana Berté also was participating for Italy. I think then you would have a different context in the in Eurovision as well. But yeah, for the moment, we have to see how it, uh, it's going to be by the night of uh, the final. Yeah, yeah exactly.
so multi-next guys I'll, I'll be fast and sharp about this and you can take it if you want i mean i mean malta <laughs> was malta was up against it already from the semi-final allocation draw in the first part of the second semi and especially with what's bound to come in the second part and now they went and selected you know that i mean if, even bananas was like was like a million times better i mean this is one of the most horrid non-melodic three-minute collections of noises i've heard recently i, I can't see <laughs> and that's before going into the whole juries and choreo issue like no this is like a no i can't see how this makes it no uh, i'll carry on because it's my negative section this is dreadful it's as you say there's no melody whatsoever there's the whole chanel wish thing it's just it's just so poorly done Poorly executed. She doesn't sing great. I just didn't see any merits at all. And if they're looking in a televote semi-final, I don't. There's no way this gets to the Saturday for me. Yeah, that's the funny thing for me that uh, you have a 100% televote semi-final. So what's more obvious than go to a 78% jury, 22% televote uh, <laughs> semi-final? <right? laughs> it makes totally sense. So. Yeah, either way, I don't think they had a chance, but now uh, this is going to be like uh, battling to avoid last place in the semi-final, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, the, the whole national final, I don't know why they actually have a national final if you don't have the budget, because it was obvious that they didn't have the budget to mm. organize a proper one. Why not go to internal selection if you're also using a 78%, 22% breakdown system so just choose whoever you want and send them avoid spending yeah. all that money that and on top of that and on top of that yeah. they dragged this non semi non national final kind of thing for like three months or something yeah yeah it is uh, it is horrible to be honest anyway bye malta yeah bye <laughs> Okay, so Ukraine next, the big one. Where do we start and where do we finish with this one? I mean, um, we start yeah, format, the... yeah. I know where we start. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's clearly a top five song, yeah? Oh, it's, yeah. Clearly, it's clearly in the mix to win the whole thing. And it's whether we discuss the song's merits or we discuss the, the current price in the outright market. For me, I think it's, it's worthy of its current price. It may be a little bit short, but I um, I think it's clearly the best thing we've got in this year's in uh, Eurovision so far. Um, I love the atmosphere created. Um, I think the rap by Aliona is really well executed and really important to the song's development. So it starts with a with the nice atmosphere created by Jerry, who holds the camera well. Um, but it feels quite linear until the point where the rap comes in, and I think it's really important when the rap comes in and takes it to a next the next level. Um, so I'm really positive. Uh, personally, it's what, as I said, it's my favorite, but that's less important. But I think it's, 
I think it's a really solid package, which we know the Ukrainians are going to lift um, staging wise. So we know it's going to be super strong in May. Um, we know Diaspora are going to come for it. Um, so, yeah, it's really now whether the juries are going to be as um, as kind as I think they should be. But I think you guys probably have a slightly less positive view on the jury side. Well, I actually, I agree with everything that you said. I mean, it's obviously the strongest thing uh, we have now. Uh, it's uh, the song is very clever, exactly, and uh, it's you never get bored, you know. And the rap ties in everything together, and it's it's it, the song has so many parts, but they all blend in very nicely. And I mean, if Ukraine can come, you know, fourth in the in the in the public vote last year with that. Kind of song, you know, not 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 particularly strong, and not the kind of thing that talks to the diaspora. And they, they were yeah. like fourth, and breathing down the neck of Lorin, who was second with the televote. I think it was like fifteen points, twelve points, ridiculous. You know, if they can, yeah. they can have the sympathy and love to come forth with that. This one, which deserves the top five anyway, you can imagine. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we're back to 2022 public vote levels because the sympathy is is fading but on its own merit this song would have gotten ukraine a top five public vote i guess i mean as things are now because we don't know mo most of the competition and jury wise yeah jury wise there's, there's no reason why juries should have this song below ninth or whatever you know what i mean and um so definitely top five if it's a weak year you know strong contender and um, the, um, um, the the current price, I agree with Matt, slightly shorter than what I would have it, but totally, uh, you know, uh, and I, I totally understand why it's the leader at the moment. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. So it feels this is a solid top five uh, song. No matter what happens, I think it's going to be there. I do think the staging needs uh, to be polished a little bit. And I totally agree with what you said with a public vote. I think it could easily be top three, just with uh, diaspora and friends. So mm. could easily get to 250 televote points. And I might be a little bit uh, underestimating their diaspora power. Mm. Uh, my concern with uh, juries is that the song it doesn't have anything for the juries to punish it. So yeah. merit-wise, they could be sixth, seventh, eighth, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. My only concern is that uh, so Ukraine had had two recent wins back in 2016 and 2022. Uh, both of them were like they won partly because politics were involved in there. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that the juries might try to tone down a little bit uh, their chances of winning again. Yeah, I agree. With I think I think slightly... it, I think this song would not. I think it's the reverse televoting effect. You know, this song yeah. in an average year maybe would be fourth in the televote. Now it might be second. In the same way, exactly. ju juries would have it normally maybe seventh or eighth. They might have it eleventh now, just to make sure exactly. you know that we're not heading back into the, those same vicious cycles. Yeah, I think that's my only concern for the moment. But if we do have a, a slightly, let's say, if we do have five or six televote magnets and then we have only one or two jury magnets, then uh, Ukraine has another path for the victory if, uh, let's say, the winner gets 400, 450 points instead of the 500 plus. 
-hmm. if we if something like that happens so with uh, two different scoreboards between uh, yeah. television and juries yeah. then they do have an extra path for the win exactly so yeah i mean what we're saying is it's definitely top five but then where it lands yeah. in there we have to wait for the competition yeah exactly exactly we need to know the makeup of the final, especially on the jury side, because I think that's the key. As you say, what, what have we got jury contending at the moment? We've got France, uh, Italy, UK is going to be strong jury. We, we've got Ukraine. We haven't got much else, have we, that's taking up In jury points? Sweden will be strong jury, whatever, you know. The case. Sweden, yeah. will always, Sweden will always and be top jury. Um, maybe Australia, if they're maybe. in the final. Yeah, you've got the, old, you've got the old guard. But it's interesting. It, at the moment, you know, in a televote friendly uh, final, the jury songs have this extra extra weight. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to wait and see. Yeah. Okay, so Finland next. Yanis, I know how much you like a national final with a nice balance between public vote and jury. Take it away. Yeah, uh, so another one with 75% pro televoting, 25% juries split. So I, I don't get the point why you're using a, a split if you have not a balanced 50-50 uh, or let's say 60-40 split. So uh, it was obvious that this would happen. So when I, I was actually watching the national final, but because uh, Sanremo started at that moment, I just had uh, Windows 95 man watching the presentation, but on mute. And my tweet, at the uh, my tweet at the moment was like, uh, guys, get ready. This is coming uh, to Eurovision. So we might hate the song, but uh, uh, presentation-wise, this could be fun. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying this is going to be cha -cha -cha or something like that. But I think from what they had in their national final, this is the actual, the only chance they had to qualify from the semifinal. And I think that we do have many countries this year that they're playing safe. They just want to qualify and they basically don't care what's going to happen in the final as long as they are in that final. What are your thoughts, guys? Uh, Matt? Um, yeah, I, I don't get the anger over it, really. I mean, I didn't see the national final on Saturday. I was out, so I, I watched it with sort of fresh eyes on a Sunday. And um, it amused me. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, the presentations just is, you know, there's nothing to the song. There's no artistic value, but it is a fun three minutes. And I can't get too angry about that. Um, exactly. So, yeah, you know, there's the shorts coming down on the wire, the fireworks, all, all of it. All of it's, you know, it's a Saturday night TV show at the end of the day. And it has a part of you know has a, a role to play in Eurovision, but yeah, artistically, obviously, there's not much, not much of value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they went for the option that will definitely qualify them. You know, um, I mean, what I am going to say is that once we're in the final, you know, it's not there's there's upbeat, fun songs that are also you know great compositions, great productions, and very credible, like Cha 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 and others. But there's also upbeat fun songs that are 
just trash, you know? This is clearly in the latter uh, category. So, and, and because we keep talking about the, uh, you know, the public vote magnets, yes, there will be many public vote magnets this year in the, in the final of Eurovision, both because of juries being abolished in the semifinals and because of the career effect. But when you have 20 out of 26 countries being public vote magnets, somebody will come 20th in the public vote, somebody will come 10th in the public vote, you know what I mean? The, the top five, six, seven of the public vote only has six or seven places. So we, so I'm not taking it for granted that this will be top five public vote. I actually think, you know I mean? Let three, which was much better, was seventh or whatever, the same with the give your wolf a banana. So in a very crowded public vote, um, you know, room, this could be lower top 10 uh, public vote. It could be ninth public vote in the final. It could be 10th, you know, and then juries, this will get, you know, below 20th. So I'm not, uh, I don't think this is top 10 at all, actually. No, absolutely. No, no. I think, I think we're just... I mean, it, the, the public vote, it can be totally overstated. The, I think I saw on Saturday night, this touched 20s on the outright, something silly like that, yeah. which is yeah. just insanity because this is, I, I think this, I think this gets lost on the Saturday amongst everything else because there's yeah. no reason to pick up the phone, is there? Agreed. Yeah, totally agree with what you're saying. Feels like, uh, you know, 17th or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That. Okay, guys, so next one, Latvia, who seem to be going for their first qualification since, I don't know, a century ago. Uh, <laughs> a decent a, a, a decent track. It reminds, me, it reminds me a bit of the fate, perhaps, of Bridges by Estonia last year. Uh, you know, a track that in a public vote-only semifinal could struggle to qualify, but kind of just make it. And then actually even challenge for the top 10 based on juries in the final. What do you think? Yeah, I think we have Latvia has something there for finally, because the last uh, final was back in 2016. Yeah, uh, probably they will struggle a bit in the semi final, but I think they uh, should qualify. Maybe they will finish eighth, ninth, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they might finish eighth or ninth with uh, the Jewish on Saturday night. And then have a mid-table result, which I think it's going to be more than, they will be more than happy with that. And yeah, basically their eye should be on the national, the semi-final. They have to make it from there. And after that, they will be happy with whatever comes. Uh, I'm not very happy with the staging, so I do think they need yeah. to improve some things there and make it more, let's say, accessible. Yeah, I mean, they, to be fair, they did improve a bit from the semi-final. I think in the semi-final of, of their national final, they tried to yeah, go yeah, a bit yeah. art, artistic, and then he fixed it I, a bit. But but I think he I think he doesn't have it in him, you know, performance and charisma-wise to go for that angle. I, I would actually go for a a band on stage angle. 
Yeah, even dancers, I think they both would, any of the two would uh, work for them, but they definitely need to do something to take uh, the spot from him. Mm. Because, yeah, he's not the most charismatic person in the world. So the song is really nice and the audio is amazing. The audio version is uh, really, really nice. So I think they have to find something, something to distract from him. Yeah. And they will be fine. I like that one. You have to find something to distract from the artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth, unfortunately. Something like 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 a, like Ukraine's sand artist. Yeah. 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 The whole um the whole styling of him on Saturday with this sort of meth lab sort of um overall on, <laughs> it's not good. Um, solid song. Um, I think Bridges is a great um example. Two pans. I think it could do a bridges. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah. And even if it doesn't go top 10, it, it should have enough support in the final, both by friends and juries, to, to do the classic Baltic thing when they have something decent, be like uh, 11, 12, 13, whatever. Yeah, I think this is where he stands. Uh, I wouldn't, I would, for the moment, I'm not uh, considering a top 10 result, but mm. I would. I would be open to that uh, outcome. Uh, yeah. If, and, yeah, and this, and this on... ties in with what you were saying previously about, uh, you know, how many jury magnets there are. I mean, if, if yeah. all of the songs are, you know, trashy public vote uh, magnets, this could even end up being fifth with the juries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if he has, for example, 130, 150 jury points, he will get the 30, 40... Uh, Televote points from here from friends, so with 180 to 100 points, he could easily be top 10. But mm. yeah, we need to see how where he ends up with the juries. It makes the uh, top Baltic market quite interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. If he's oh, yeah. an outsider, I'm I'm go I'm gonna be more than happy to bet on him. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so the big one now, guys, Italy. We have a song. Another perennial, you know, top five, top six country. Will, will we keep getting uh, Sweden, Ukraine and Italy in the top five, top six? What, what do we think? Uh, so, another top five country, but probably not a contender this year. At least uh, for the moment, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, um, so Italy basically had three or four songs in this Sanremo edition that they could easily be top five or top ten, but not a contender there. So actually, Lanoi, I think it was the best suitable entry for Eurovision. So I think that in the end, they have chosen wisely in that part. Uh, again, we need to know the field. It feels like they could do both well with uh, at least top 10 with both uh, constituencies. But I'm thinking that uh, uh, their jury score will be higher. So if if they can make it to the top 10 with the televote, 
I think they do have a, they do stand a chance to maybe break the top five. But uh, in the moment, I'm thinking like uh, seven or eight places they where they are sitting at. Yeah, that that's where I am more or less as well. I think uh, I actually think this or Mahmoud actually would would be maybe, maybe yeah Mahmoud would work a, well a bit higher than her perhaps. It's a decent song, um, a strong song. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those not standalone ones. It's not like uh, Ukraine or some other songs where you just know where they're going to place. This one, there's a range and it depends what else comes up, you know. Uh, I also feel that it's a bit it's a bit more jury than Televot. So, you know, I could see it, you know, fifth with the juries, ninth with the Televot. You know, it's going to have a lot of competition in the Televot. It, it, it's, it, it's a good song, but, you know, it's not... I'm not sure. Is it too Italian? You know, at parts it can it can come off a bit messy, confusing, slightly too much. Let's say yeah, too many things put into one. I like it. I like it, but I'm not sure it will conquer as wide as other Italian entries. But it 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 should do well. I mean, uh, worst case scenario, it should be a nice uh, top ten. You know, but it's not a contender. Yeah, Matt, you're the only non-Mediterranean yeah, guy here. What do you think about it? I think you guys have nailed this one completely. I think, you know, this is, for me, a much better jury song than Televote song. I do think it's a little bit messy in execution. Um, she'll need to sort the choreography out for the final. Um, she'll get lost on the big stage in, in uh, Malmo. Um, and it's it's a joyous three minutes. She's very relatable. She's got enough... Um, she's quite sassy. The whole thing... Mm -hmm. The whole thing is an enjoyable three minutes um, and a worthy addition to the final, um, but it's not a contender for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's it just I think it just appears to be a contender at the moment because Italy is one of those reliable countries sending class and great compositions year in year out, and we still don't have like anyone. You know, if many countries come up with great songs, this will naturally fall back to its uh you know rightful place let's let's say yeah, yeah I think... last year marco got 176 jury points i don't see this reaching that level to be honest and i'm sure the televote won't be as high either so and and marco was lucky i mean if, even if we put his charm and all those things and, and the upgrade that he placed on the song he was lucky because last year was weak really weak, okay, and out, uh, the weakest year since 2013 or something for me. And outside those, in terms of the public vote, let's say, outside of the three Scandis that were clearly strong songs for the public, it was then everybody else was fighting for scraps, you know? So uh, so basically after the top three songs in the public votes, uh, Finland, Sweden, and Norway, then people were picking up votes because... It was nicely set up because it was a handsome, charismatic Italian guy. You know, I mean, yeah. Marcos overperformed on the on the public vote, and part of it was because of him, of course, but also part of it, I think, was the circumstances. Yeah, I do yeah. agree with you, and I think the, the make or break for Italy would be how what's going to be the appeal in the public vote. So we know that we have a loaded final. But there is always one entry, uh, a quality entry that could uh, take some of the televote. Uh, so uh, uh, Cyprus in 2018 with Fuego, so they received one. Uh, no, sorry, uh, forgot that. Uh, ah, 
I mix this up. So I'm what I'm saying that uh, there is always an entry that uh, could get the even if it's not meant to be a televote magnet, it is taking those votes. So I'm not saying it's going to be 200 plus, but uh, if they get 100. 2025 20, might be enough just for it to push their chance for a top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Italy is always, unless they send something weird, they're always there or thereabouts, you know. I mean, it's like, uh, it's almost a by default, you know, five to eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So the only concern, sorry for that, is that since the 2011 comeback, the three worst scores that Italy had was all with women, and now we have a woman as well. Yeah. So the only non-top uh, ten results are with uh, Emma Marone and uh, uh, Michelin, Francesca Michelin. Mm. Yeah. And Nina Gilli also finished ninth. So imagine that, that the third worst result was a ninth. Yeah, but it was so, also a ninth, but the, her teleboard was very low. Yeah, really low. So I think we are testing uh, here with uh, is yeah. Eurovision also non-Italian woman friendly mm-hmm. as well, apart mm-hmm. from Sanremo. Yeah, that's it. It's a uh, it's the power of the of the charm of the Italian man. But but I do agree with Matt here. Um, compared to the previous uh, female Italian uh, act, she you know she's uh, more relatable, more charismatic. Like I, ca- I can see her getting it. A relatively decent level, of course, but not as high as the jury, let's say. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Okay, I think you've had enough. Bye.